March 8, 2021. It's the Waffle Pedro Show. <laughs>
It's deja vu all over again, people. <laughs> we started out with John Coltrane and Kenny Dorham doing double clutching, like double spieling, huh? And then executioner from Jealous and all the way from Liverpool, brother Phil Hartley. Welcome aboard, Phil. Hey, Mike. How you doing, brother? You okay? Nice to hear your voice again, man. Absolute. Uh, yeah, we keep on keeping on. And uh, I haven't seen you since I was in your town. But yeah, it's been a couple of years now, man. You. Maybe maybe three years or so, four maybe even now. Yeah, I don't know. You're a better yeah, calendar yeah, monitor I think... than I am. But I remember the first time I met you, it was mm. not in Liverpool. It was in a town called Chester. And there was a yeah. uh, festival the Stooges were playing. And this ties in somehow with the Drellas. It does indeed. It does indeed. Now, it's you been were, uh, you were it's on been a good before... 11 years ago, I think, that, that show was. Was it 11, 11 years? Something like that. Well, let, let me tell the listeners. You've been on the show before with uh, Brother Pasha and the Super Fast Girly Show. But yeah, we, we've never been enlightened to this. And this is with Tommy in space, right? And, and Anyway, yeah, go on. 11 years ago. So essentially, um, me, Tommy, and Alan from Super Fast Girly Show, um, we've all been in bands together for quite a few years now, quite a while. And um, Tommy wanted to do something really strange and arty and a little bit off the wall. So um, so we did a band called The Drellers. Obviously, Dreller coming from the Lou Reed, Andy Warhol um, thing. So it was it was quite open and quite strange. Um, we've been around for a few years, and it had been quite a few lineups, a few incarnations. Um, by the time we get to Chester Rocks, which was, I 
I think it was either 2010 or 2011, possibly, um, with your good selves. Um, we just recorded the album, maybe uh, two, three weeks before. And we did it live. We cut it all live. Um, we uh, mixed it like a week later. And then we play the show with yourself, uh, with Iggy and the Stooges. And the album was set to come out maybe two months later or something like that. And Tommy wrapped the band up and got together our old band space. And um, we started doing that again. So this album got shelved for nearly 11 years. And now, 11, to be fair, it's been locked down. All these, um, all these records have resurfaced during lockdown. And then um, we've finished them or remastered them and um there's a our good mate wanted to put them out so where uh, we got them all together mastered it all and, and put it out and here we are 10 years later and it finally sees the, uh, the light of day so you're saying like because of the situation the opportunity presents if you had time to do shit yeah. you couldn't do 10 11 years it's ridiculous to be fair um to be i, I think the album would have come out if we hadn't have parked the band essentially and gone back to space um we would have we would have got moved ahead with it but the lineup changed and we got the old guys back um that were in the original space lineup and this album just it, there was just no room for it anymore you know what i mean and plus i think we stole a couple of the songs from this for the the soon to be released space album at the time um so that there was no chance of going back to it then but you know, after a decade, it's possibly worthwhile looking at it again. And to be fair, the, the Drellers had quite a quite a wide fan base for a while, and we've been constantly getting asked to put it out or at least put something by that band out. We did release one seven inch, uh, two thousand and nine, I think that was, um, something like that. So uh, yeah, it's just been it's been that time. I think we we met this guy who um, we, it's a weird story actually. Um, he, he was a bass player from a like a band that was our peers in Liverpool another quite big band called cast and the bass player pete wilkie and his mate nick graft they set up a label called aviate and if you remember mike he played um the thomas scott quartet record about three four months ago well that I, was... I played uh, a tune i played every tune but not did, all yeah. together they were all different episodes of what pedro show but i think i ended up playing every tune that that you played piano on that right yeah man. well i played piano on it i played Double bass, electric bass. I did all the string arrangements. I even played a bit of cello, a bit of violin, um, an accordion, played accordion on it. Um, so many things. Because to be fair, that record was, Tommy had started it a few years ago. And it was just drums, bass, uh, guitars, some vocals, some you know incidental instruments. And we got the drummer from who played with uh, Liam Gallagher and you know the Oasis guys. Um, he played with them on it. Um, it was a lovely record, you know what I mean. But it just we always wanted it to be more. And um, with the lockdown coming, um, Tommy got this offer from Aviate Records to put his solo record out. And Tom went, "We've got time. We're not doing anything. Do you fancy?" doing what we always wanted to do to this record now, which was essentially orchestrating it and, you know, bringing up where um, me and Tommy are really into, um, are really into the, the film composers and the, you know, that the film noir kind of vibe and the horror genre and all this kind of thing. So I wanted to bring a bit of Bernard Herrmann and a, a bit of that Ennio Morricone style more into our music. So I kind of went full on down that route and ended up orchestrating it. It's. I'm, I really love that record. Actually, it's probably one of my favourite records I've made over the last thirty years. Easily, now, good record. This connect with Tommy. I mean, what he gets all your fucking projects going. Do you know what's weird? This is odd, isn't it? This is really, really strange. It's you know when you, as you know yourself, you you meet someone and you just have that connection. Sure. And it and it's Tom is unlike anybody else I've ever met. 
in that he's never been he's never been anchored or married to a particular sound. He absolutely anything can influence him. Any kind of music, film, literature, absolutely anything can influence him. And the interesting thing with Tom was when I was growing up back in the day, um, well, you know, early nineties, the music scene was a very uh, was a very snobby kind of thing to be a part of. Not snobby in it was kind of anti muso, if you do you know what I mean? Kind of like the punk thing, I guess, in the early days, as in they were they were going against the the players and all the musicians. So there was always a a dumb it down kind of attitude around the music scene forever. It's always been that way until recently, I guess. So Tommy always had this, he, he never played three chord songs, for instance. He would not get three major chords, three, the standard thing. He'd always, the way he learned was from Frank Sinatra records. or So there was always that jazz element, you know what I mean? He'd always have these, these strange, weird harmonies and weird melodies, which nobody else was doing. And with my upbringing as a piano player and, you know, getting really into jazz from a young age, I just sort of fell in with it. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's an odd thing. And what I love about Tommy is it doesn't matter what record you're working on or what band it is, you can you never know what's coming. There's always going to be an off the wall vibe to it. So you can generally go anywhere. You know what I mean? There's never any um, there's never any rules or any um, preconceptions of what it's going to be, essentially. And I've always liked that. Right, but this idea of him also being like the fire start, he's the one who brings it, right? Yeah, he he always is. He's all he always gets um he gets into something and he and he'll really, really focus on it for a long, long time. Um we'll go for a few years and we'll 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 try and get that vibe and we'll do it and then he'll completely change. And the, the next record two years later he'll want to do something completely different. We've done hip hop sound on albums, we've done electro records, punk records. With you, you name it, there's, there's swingy kind of records, weird electronica, um, whatever takes his boat at the time. Like, this is what's strange about and wonderful about Tommy at the same yeah, way. Yeah, I'm going to say not strange. Well, strange compared to like the same old, same old, which is all genre dominant. I mean, this is proof yeah. that fucking music is music, right? Yeah, exactly. That's it. There's no, I don't think. I've always found sticking with into a genre or sticking into a pigeonhole has, has been an issue for me. Um, you know, when people expect, everyone expects your, your next record to sound like the last record, and it's uh, and then they get a cob on when it, you know, they, they they get the hump when it's not like that, and it's you know what I mean. It's uh, I don't know I don't know why people always expect artists to stay the same and always produce exactly the same thing. That's one thing you never get with Tommy. You can just you can't rely on that. And well, I do ma- love that, you know what I mean? Well, maybe gig-goers and listeners got conditioned by some fucking brainwash. Yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. Well, to be fair, I suppose even the way social media is and the way the world is today, everything is condensed, isn't it, to the shortest attention span possible? Yeah, but I got to tell you, Brother Phil, back in the 70s, what closed-minded... We wouldn't listen to shit five years old. So I don't know if it's, ju- <laughs> it's just a new problem. <laughs> I want to play. I want to play. The moon stares down. That's not a smile. That's a razor blade smile.
drops fall All the innocent passers by All the moon stirs down Like a single tearful eye And a tear drops fall All the innocent passers by
By now you're wondering why you have been contacted for this mission. Please listen to this tape recording carefully and then follow the instructions at the end. Your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to travel to Toulon, the south of France. Find every master recording by the Hi-Fi Club and destroy them. You have several options for this destruction. You can use fire, alcohol, smoke, vapor, or poison. You are not to harm any member of the Hi-Fi Club physically, only destroy all tape recordings. Please enter the number 7543756291741 if you understand these instructions. Now destroy this tape recording. Immediately. Anybody will know if I kept the tape. How smart are these fuckers, really? In deze tijden waarin haast niets meer mag, heeft iedereen behoefte aan de waan van de dag.
Live for Pedro show. That chunk of music started with the Drellas. You know, John Cale, right, he made a record with Lou because that was their nickname for Andy. Yeah, that's that's where we took the name of the band from. Right, right. Well, I just wanted was... to get that Welsh man, John Cale, in there. Yeah. Absol- <laughs> absolute legend of a man. Still a going, man. kicking like Cato, right? He's working <laughs> on a new record, and like he's in his late 80s or somewhere yeah. around there. He's never going to stop, man. Why should you? Why should he? You know? Maybe, maybe it's early 80s. I don't want to, like, whatever. He's inspiration. You know, Minuteman <laughs> got to play with him once. You did, yeah? In, I wouldn't shit you, brother Phil. It was in wow. Strong Beach, a, fe- a place called Fender Ballroom downtown. And he was, wow. it was not a good, healthy period for him, maybe. He's doing solo piano. So he was yeah. torn with just a piano tuner. And he wow. goes, you know, it's time for our sound check. He gets done. And, uh, I ain't moving the piano. And me and D. Boo were like, we were, Mr. K, we would be very honored to share this stage with your piano. He said, you would? <laughs> and he looks at D. Boone's pants. D. Boone was wearing these fucking pants he got at the Army surplus that no pot. Uh, you know, they were just shit. A uh, soldier would put over his uniform for a chemical warfare attack. <laughs> so it, there's no, no pot. It tripped him out. There's no pocket. You know, he's looking at it. He's like, what are those for? So. You don't have to feel the weight of the heavy coin. Yeah. <laughs> and, do you, and him and George, now it's just us three and John Cale in the room here. Even the sound man left. So Georgie and uh, D. Boone uh, laughing and we're going to go chow. And so it's just me and John Cale. And he told me to sit on the edge of the stage. Whoa. And so, okay. And then he gets on the fucking piano. And he looks me straight in the eyes and sings me the streets of Laredo. Oh, I walked down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a command, perform, right? One-on-one trip, man. Fuck, and I man, started that's crying. heavy. I started crying, and he started laughing. But it, that's my big John Cale story. Uh, so, <laughs> That's amazing. I absolutely love it. After uh, uh, Moon Stares Down by the Drellers, we heard uh, Richard Hell with Downtown at Dawn. He found the master tapes to his second album, Destiny Street, and remixed everything and sent it to me with this side thing. And yeah, it's beautiful. You know what? I was literally having a conversation about Richard Hell yesterday. Is that right? He just doesn't get the the props he deserves, man. The the bass lines, the Mustang that he used to play with the flats on it, Blank Generation, that record is just unbelievable. His phrasing, too. His phrasing is really trippy. Oh, it's... It really is. It's second to. I don't. There's not many people who play like like that. You know, you Scott, yourself. You've there's a, you've got your own sound, and you can always tell it. You know, Scotty Ashton, Stooges drummer yeah. man, told me about recording with him for Sonny Vincent. And oh he yeah, said yeah. Richard was playing so hard his fingers were bleeding in the studio. Wow. Now, now there's this last song on that Blank Generation, not this one, Destiny Street, but called Another yeah. World. It's also on the first seven inches. That yeah, bass line you. is so fucking bitching. It's yeah, just so it fucking funky. It's like the way Jackie and Ken is funky without trying to imitate, you know, brothers, what they're already doing, but totally influenced. Yeah. Uh, we had Bur- Barry Burko band after Richard with Noble Peculiarities, his big piece. Tommy Dayhill after that with You Can't Fathom a Fathom. I think he's from up in Alaska doing Irish music. Yeah. Yeah, some... He, Wrote me this letter about uh, death metal banjo or some shit. 
<laughs> but you know, see this thing. That's why I think there's some conditioning. Maybe it's just bucking back against it. But like, you got to give it a fucking name. It can't be just music, right? No, okay. there's got to there's got to be a pigeonhole. Right, D- Dale Culver. Well, I can understand a marketing man trying to make his yeah. job easier, but fuck that. Dale Crover from his solo records. See, people, drummers can make solo records, huh? Uh, Supine is how I found him. Supine. I remember reading that in Nick Tosh's book, In the Hand of Dante. Yeah, Supine. That's not a usual Pedro word. Okay. Bomb is pregnant after that with Gimme Pop Pop Mantra Tantra. These cats maybe recorded five, six thousand songs in 40 years, did four or five gigs. Or maybe six. Yeah, trippy. And then, and then they, they found more. There's a buttload that's coming out of some archive. Uh, Hans Rotten out of Switzerland with free impro thingy. Hansy. Gareth Sager from the pop group with his piano stuff. And he calls it like a quintet or quartet, sextet. But it's just him and a sax man. I love the pop group, man. Pop group with a major, miniature, major influence on us. Yeah, Miniature 05. Yeah, yeah, Gareth Sager. He was the guitar man. But he also did SAG. I think he'd play anything. But yeah, yeah. They, they were huge influence on Miniman. Jesus. Yeah. Them and Wire. I, I can't imagine what our band, well, we'd probably be Creedence or Blue Oyster Cult. Not <laughs> <laughs> them two guys. And then uh, Hi-Fi Club, brand new, with Eugene Chadbourne. Mission Impossible, that trip on that fucking riff. Uh, new from the Netherlands, Von, Juan, they don't do that shit. So Juan Von de Dag, you know, completely different language, German, but <laughs> just <laughs> incredible coincidence. And that's uh, my buddy Jan Bart. And intro, yeah, the title's in English, okay. Uh, the drill is finally with Daddy's Little Inbred. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, 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 what was the process on this, Brother Phil? Did, 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 when you guys came up with to, uh, tunes, did Tommy make demos? Did you just jam these fucking things out? Well, this is what's what's really interesting with Tom is Tom has a collection of different methods when it comes to writing, and it it almost depends on what he's writing for to how he presents a track. So sometimes it will literally be an acoustic guitar um, and his voice, and that's it. Other times he. For instance, when we got space back together, because the music is very loop-based, it was it originated around that 90s hip-hop style of loop manipulation kind of idea. He will literally put a collection of samples together to make his point. You know it what? might not be... There was a loop on. trip. There was a loop trip also with... Uh, what was that thing, Philip Glass? Einstein on the beach, man. That had some yeah, fucking man. loops. <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, you're, but you're right. sometimes and, and it I, can I, sound I was like reading that. somewhere where African Bombada said he was uh, captivated by the Kraftwerk loops. Yeah, so isn't it trippy how everybody informed? Well, we're talking about Drella world here, so like these Drella tunes. So you said Drella. sometimes acoustic. So so Tommy already had the words. Yes, in some cases, um, sometimes it started as a jam because back then we were in a rehearsal room like three or four times a week for probably probably two years. Um, yeah, probably was two years. But the band, the Drellers actually started out with just me and Tom and a drum machine to start with because he was going for that um, suicide kind of vibe, you know, the Alan Vega kind of. We wanted to go down that really dark electro kind well, of vibe. Martin Rev, don't forget Martin Rev. Exactly, you know what I mean. It's like that whole vibe was was what he was after to start with. So we started. We had a 
70s Korg Mini Pops drum machine. Nasty little wooden thing with one big knob in the middle. And that was our drummer for about a year, maybe. And then he got a little bit annoyed with that. So we got a drummer in, um, Leon Caffrey, the original. He was one of the space drummers, actually. So we got him in for a while. And when we did that, it was more jamming in the room. We'd come up with a riff. He'd record it on his tape machine. And then the next time we'd rehearse, he'd have a song. Okay, um, so he didn't have the words right. So, for certain, like like Daddy's Little Inbred. <laughs> ex- yeah, actually, Daddy's Little Inbred started out as a riff. So that came when Alan joined the band. So that would have been, say, 2009. Um, and Al's, as you know, Al, super fast Gailey show, Al, he's got that. He's the big Tom man. So that basically came from Al, I should imagine. Me and Al dramming out a riff, and again, Tommy would take it and and bring it back. Whereas some of the songs um, he brought, the entire thing in some cases, there's been time, because Tom used to actually be the bass player of Space originally, and Tom comes up with amazing bass lines sometimes. So occasionally he'll bring me a song and he's like, "I've I've done a bass, please don't. Don't be offended. And I never am because they're always brilliant. Do you know what I mean? They always are. He's just got a knack for a hook. So um, it's very rare he'll do that, but occasionally he will bring a finished, you know, I want you to play this and you to play that. But that's very rare. Interesting, interesting. We're at the end of the first hour, March 8th, 2021. Special guest, Phil Hartley. Hold tight for hour two. March 8th, 2021. It's the second hour of the Life from Pedro show.
what to do I can't go
tongues We give it to our children and drink it ourselves It's all we have Some folks did warn us no place to build a home. We had nowhere else to go. Settle in this valley beneath these black mountains. And we built our home. And as we built our home, these clouds rolled in. They have been here ever since. Children, that's what I believe. Dead men's boys and I come home. Down has been searching, rumors abound. They will I see with my girls. I ask my daughters what they know. But they just stared at the drawings.
others can see it as I have seen. It may be called a vision rather than a dream. We leave behind what our pleasures, hopes, and our fears. Can see it as I have seen. It may be called a vision rather than a dream. We leave behind what our pleasures, hopes, and our fears.
for Pedro Show. We start off the second hour with the Drellas doing Pedro Padre. More about that in a little bit. Ben Salter from Tasmania after that. I can't go on, but please do. Songs are for pretending people. Uh, Nizer out of uh, uh, Barcelona with uh, some incredible bass work there. Ford Carriada. 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 God, you got to roll that. I still, yeah. I'm still ruining it, people. Forgive me. Lo siento. Hatchet Field, brand new, out of Northern Ireland with the, Beneath the Black Mountain. For them from Andrea Pensado. She's in Argentina, but I think she's in New England right now. A Network Glass, Al Balmar, Huckin' Door. He's incredible. 6969 Health. Incredible. And you can see how they're related in a way, uh, their musics. And they're, yeah, countries apart. That's what, what music's for, people. Bringing us together, not pushing us apart. Nilsson, also Barcelona, communal luxury. And finally, the Drellas, one million years before candy. Oh. Now, this pedo, I learned this word from one of the Stooges' helper, man, because, you know, when I started helping those guys out, they're there from it. One guy was York, and one guy was uh, oh, Sussex, I think. Uh, yeah, the, the northerner, the Yorkshireman, will definitely know that word. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And But, but no, they were, because uh, uh, I, I came here when I was nine, right? And it should be San Pedro. Yeah. But the people here, they didn't call it that. I think why well, I learned it was from Scandinavian uh, seamen 100 years ago didn't know the Spanish pronounced so much. But we okay. only fuck up that word in the beat. The guy who found, found. There's already people living here, by the way. <laughs> we say Cabrillo instead of Cabrillo, okay? But but we don't say tortillas or jalapenos or fucking frigels. Moje. <laughs> you know, we only fuck up those two. And I think it's a test, even the Latin guy said, to see if you've been here. But anyway, they were hearing me say Pedro. And it sounds like their word for a child molester. Which is what we say, Pedro. <laughs> so that's where I learned. And I said, no, man, it's just a fucked up way of saying the name wrong, but it had nothing to do with that shit. So anyway, life is a tri life's a classroom, huh? It yeah. always is, mate. Especially different words, the way they're pronounced in different, in different countries is hilarious. Nah, Some of the yeah. connotations, that, that, it's, it right, just makes me you, laugh so many times. You say Padre, you don't say, in fact, the San Diego baseball team's the Padres, right? Padres, yeah, we say Padre. <laughs> No, pedo padre. That's how okay, we say okay, it. Pedo yeah. padre. <laughs> and that's a, that's a father in Spanish people. So, and it, it can mean in a religious sense, like a priest and stuff. So, 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 like something like that. What well, was who, the, the main lyric writer for Drellas was Tommy, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Tommy. Yeah. See, Tom gets Tom's obsessed with things that are taboo. He's he's obsessed with things that are um, that make you think. Or, or have made him think for that matter. It's, it's one of them. It's, it's, it's odd. Um, there's a lot of serial killers. There's a lot of horror. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of extremities of human behaviour within his music. And in some cases, there can be a really sweet love song. And it's, it's, you know, he's got one, for instance, called uh, "I'm in love with a boy in a body bag." It's like. <laughs> <laughs> He can't help himself, but there's always a really interesting play on on the way he presents the lyric. You know what I mean? Sure. And it, it it's I've, in fact I've heard I've heard tunes that are so warm and like a beautiful ballad, and then you're sitting there thinking, what what did he just say? <laughs> really? <laughs> Here it's, I want to play Surface in the Sun. This might be okay for work. 
こんにちは。ということで、次のライブは、えー、9月の23日にここで決まってますけど、すんごい遠い。<笑>レッスンのキリストとイルミネがかずらいました。ぜひ来てください。ということで最後の
<laughs> you got to give it a go. <laughs> the hatch after that with high cheek cutter. No, Higu cheek cutter. Fuck. Hi. Slang with Tokyo Suicide Hell. Well, yeah, thanks for the English go there. <laughs> Bang Lang, uh, Nishibi Ni uh, Sakuhana, a Desert, something live, straight light run. And then finally, the Drellos with the Modern Devils. So, uh, where did you record this? Was it in a studio in Liverpool? This was mate, this was actually in my old studio. I used to own a studio in Liverpool, quite a quite a big place. Well, actually, I took it over it from the previous owners, um, Ian Brody, who made a lot of the Echo and the Bunnymen records, and he was in a band called The Lightning Seeds. It was his studio originally, um, and I took it over. I had it for about ten or twelve years. And we did, we did that in there. It was, you know, big old Neve and a couple of MTR uh, 90s, Otari two-inch machines and Pro Tools and that as well. But I generally liked the tape. I was trying to keep it alive as long as possible, you know. That was that was actually the last record I ever recorded in that studio. And the sad thing is that the studio had been there for 30 years and it got shut down by the environmental health and noise because a new building went up next to us with flats in it. And they eventually shut us down. I was like, oh. You know, that uh, happens. A like a club, will, like uh, Ramona had to go through this in the city at the bottom of the hill. It's a yeah. big legacy of making music, right? And then they b- build condos or some shit, and people move yeah. in there without knowing. And it's a total yeah. setup. It's fucked up. We had so much of it, to be fair. I mean, the last 15 years have been quite bad in the UK. A lot of really known, famous venues were shut down because of it. But I think about... Three years ago, there started being a bit of a pushback and quite a few that were threatened. You know, um, what's the one in Bristol? Um, the Lamb, uh, the Fleece? The Fleece, man. The Fleece was about to shut down. That's been one of my favourite venues for many years, but they saved it in the end. Right. So, um, you know, so far, it's still, I don't know if um, this pandemic has caused any problems, but as far as I'm aware, it's still open. Yeah, but this is this is different. You know, that's a nightmare sitch at Chemos. This is something like, you know, putting people against people because the people who buy the yeah. they don't understand the situation they're moving into. That builder knows. Yeah, know? the builder it's, knows. It's, the it's builder definitely up. knows. Yeah, especially if the club's been there, like or the studio, like you say, thirty years. Now, when you got when you did the Drella album, was yeah. it like a couple of days of things, or was it little like tune by tune kind of trip? No, um, we actually played most of it live. Um, it was, I think, we went in on the weekend. Um, we did pretty much every tune on the first day. I think we got nine of them done on the first day. But we did about 18 songs in total, um, some of which ended up on the next Space album, so they're not in this issue. Right, right. Um, and then that. the next day we went in and we got a couple of over- overdubs done. The tune that I think you've just played, uh, One Million Years Before Candy, that was actually written about our original, the original space drummer who, who passed away. And it was written very soon after that. Oh, so we got these uh, three girls in um, Barbie shop to come in and sing. So they came in on the next day and did that. And then we mixed it a week later. Now, was, now what it, I'm thinking is for you to come in there and get fucking 18 tunes in a day, it, you must have been well pracked. Oh, uh, that to be fair, mate, that band was one of the, one of the tightest bands I've played in in most of my life. We had such a great rhythm section with me and Alan, Alan from super fast in space. He was on drums and with, I played with Tom for that long that we know each other. We, it's just instant. You know what I mean? But the other, there was two other members, which was Ryan Clark on there. He played, um, 
like a Vox Continental, you know, the organ, the really horrible sounding scar organ. <laughs> he played one of them. And the other guy who is one of my absolute heroes is uh, Simon James. He's a saxophone player. He's been in, he was in Super Fairy Animals, um, Shaq, uh, oh, and his own band, Wizards of Twiddly. Who I, to be fair, I, I actually used to watch this lad play when I was probably 12, 13, 14, very early 90s. They were one of the big alternative bands in, in Liverpool. And my, one of my big bass heroes was a guy called Andy Frizzell, and that was who Simon was in a band with. So I, it, was, it was a strange time. I got to actually be in a band with him for about two years. Um, he was actually on, he played in Chester when we did the Stooges show and all that kind of stuff. The other great thing about that guy is uh, his band, Wizards of Twiddly, who I was a huge fan of. I got to make a record with them, uh, one of the last albums called People With Purpose. And it was actually the last record that ever featured Jimmy Carl Black, you know, the drummer from Frank Zappa's band. Absolutely, absolutely. Because they... They were big on the Zappa scene and, you know, with the Muffin Men and all that kind of thing. Girl so it was, was man. <laughs> yeah. All Look, that we're man. at the end of so, the second hour, March 8, 2021. Bob Peter show special guest Phil Hartley. Hold tight for hour three. March 8, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show. Hold up 
the domes of sky with spinning stars. Clear water catching the light while punching and greening the edges. For now, night shines, leaving clean the impending dew. In praise of smiles, eye to eye, silent my love stories. Same space far from the chilling fear of darkness. A crown of stars, a crescent moon, underfoot carrying the carefully wrapped evidence. Independent within the wholeness of creation and myself combined with the without words, there's still a way to go.
Hot for Pedro show. We start off the third hour with the Drellas, Old Nick's Veins. Oh, yeah. Should there be apostrophe there? Because it's Nick's Veins, right? You know, you know what's really funny? We've just had all of this for the last four days trying to deal with the grammar. I'm, <laughs> I'm heavily dyslexic, and they've got me writing the, the things with a cover. I'm like, come on, mate. <laughs> I'm yeah. not the person yeah, okay. to be doing okay. stuff like that. It's okay. So, you can't copyright yeah, a song I'm, title either, you know that. Okay, uh, Su- yeah. Susan Loha and Crane with With, <laughs> with With, but name of the tune people's With. Black Randy and the Metro Squad from our old Hollywood scene. I tell ev- I tell lies every day. So, <laughs> you know what that tune's okay. about. <laughs> Gold mines <laughs> after that, how far? Uh, space. Now, you, you flow me a rough mix of something that's coming. And it's yeah, called, uh, I guess I fucked up. And then finally the Drellas with Burn Down the School. But t- but t- t- tell me about this uh, space. I think maybe you talked a little bit about it about it already. Yeah, man. Well, it's a new album, essentially, um, which we've been threatening to do for about two and a half years. Um, we started in we started in the winter. I think it was late September in 2019. And then we went on tour and we had Christmas. Then we started another tour and COVID happened. So everything went, everything got cut off. And I I set to work trying to finish this record. But in between doing this record, I had three broken computers. <laughs> it just didn't, you know, when you get something that does not want to be finished, it just, it's got this thing about it and everything goes wrong. It was kind of like that with it. So I'd, I fixed my computer. Tommy wanted to do the solo record, so we did the Thomas Scott Quintet. Then the Drellers thing popped up, so I ended up doing that, and now I'm just about finished the New Space record, which was essentially written while sound-checking over the previous two years. So it was a load of riffs and loops that we'd all got together, Um Tommy had wrote some bits and others, you know, it was a big, it was a mishmash of a lot of different things. And then it's just come together now and the, the records, I'm loving it. It's, it's back to the original, very Beastie Boys kind of inspired, um, hip hoppy kind of grooves, but with uh, songs essentially. You know what I mean? It's a lot of fun. And this, uh, this tune is uh, one of my favorites, actually one of my favorites, because I think it's the simplest. And it's got that really nasty guitar on it, which Tom's so good at. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun song. It's a, it's a nice taste to what the album's going to be, you know. And when is it going to be? Um, it's called Music for Pleasure, Music for Pain. No, when? Um, when? W H E N. Um, I reckon August, September. Summertime. Okay. Yeah, summertime. It's coming out. Yeah. Everybody be all vaccined up. Yep. That'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, I want to play The Devils at the Party. More Drellas.
Life for Pedro show last music for this edition. Devil's at the party. Madrellas. Then uh, Yoshiaki Fujikawa and the East Asia Orchestra with Tribal Chief Pate Pote. That's a trippy title. Matterhorn from the Xenochronic AMM All-Stars with Watt on bass. And, uh, yeah, that's some guys... I think the guy who get, has it all together is in South London, but people send in stuff all over, and he just puts it all together. Oh, puts it all together. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. What, right? Internet's not all bad. There's a lot of shitty things, but trading files is a good thing. And then finally, yeah. the Drellas with, I guess this is, you know, I played it in order, Brother Phil. Yeah, man. I noticed so, there. So Start to finish. Usually like. the last, you know, us being from the West, right? The last statement of it, when you read left to right, the last it was kind of the the bottom line we say, or like uh, right the whole enchilada, yeah, and and this tune is called "Violence Is Art." <laughs> so this is Tommy's like fundamental philosophy. I said, yeah, I said, in, in, in as much as music should just be whatever you're feeling at, at that time, and right. if it happens to be violent, it's violent, but it's you know, it's an expression. It's a, it's 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 violence while being non-violent, violent audio, if you like. <laughs> there was a Martha Hoople song called Violence. Yeah, yeah, I think it, that and I think they had violins in it. Of course, <laughs> of course, and why not? Because <laughs> the chorus was over. No, violence, violence. It's the only thing that'll make you see sense. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> this they, day and uh, age, Jesus. We're talking the seventies, right? Yeah, it's the same record with all the way from Memphis, and it, and 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 they 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 engineer. I don't know how they work this out, but they have a fight. <laughs> you know, the end part of the tune is them, you know, chingasos, you know, going at it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Indeed. Right. <laughs> I've seen bands do that live quite. Yeah, a lot. yeah. Right. I've seen a few a few gigs descend into auto violence there's between a, the band there, members. <laughs> right. There's a film clip making the rounds on the internet now of the. I guess the drummer was like kind of dogging <laughs> yeah, the beat, so the singer like kind of tried to enlighten him. <laughs> it's so good. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? He pushes yeah, the guy him, back, and, and then that dude grabs the cymbal stand, and he could have killed him. <laughs> he's a little guy, too, but he ends up on top of this dude. Yeah, he's having him, isn't he? He's anyway, proper having him. I seen What's shit it? like that. And, you know, when I first started going to club gigs, because Arena Rock, you didn't see much of that shit. But no. at club gigs, I see shit like that. It would blow my mind. It was like the busting the fourth wall, right? Oh, Mr. Wizard. There was a few bands like that from, from Liverpool. It was absolutely insane. You never know You never know what was who was going to get it. But it was, it was, whose fault was it? This is the point. Half the time, there was a mosh pit. And this someone is the get point. Okay, hit. okay. And the amount of times I've seen a singer, like clip the guitar player because he thought it was the headstock of his guitar and it wasn't it was some random beer bottle or something yeah well <laughs> you just brought up uh, something uh, probably the patron saint of this kind of behavior it was uh, Gigi Allen and I was, was literally asked watching this, him, he was a asked uh, in an interview you know what, what, what's the deal you're going to end up killing yourself on yeah. stage is that the point and he goes look that's not the point the point is how many motherfuckers am I taking out with me <laughs> exactly <laughs> I actually seen that creepy video of his last day. Well, maybe when they two weeks ago. Well, they they partied with him after. 
Yeah, man. A Jimmy yeah, yeah. Barlow in his, the lenny on his mouth. Remember <laughs> <laughs> him? It was kind of tricky. Gibby Hayes was was quite similar at one point, wasn't he? The uh, the bottles. He had a similar kind of reputation at one point. Yeah, but maybe. 1, Not quite like that. No, <laughs> I don't think there was anybody else on the planet that was Gigi Allen. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, geez. he had fucked up uh, uh, growing up. Some people told me so. I don't know. Yeah, he was a yeah. trippy kind of thing, and it's, it's sad that we lost him. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, Jay Maskus told me he did one gig, and he said it smelled real bad. <laughs> and I played oh, pads yeah. where he had just been, and yeah, there was an odor to do it. Uh, oh. So, when does the Drella record come out? Um, Drella record is out in July, beginning of July. Okay, so it's coming out right around the Space record. Yeah, well, yeah, a little, little bit later, I think. Uh, I think it's about a month and a half between them, I think. And, and to be fair, the only reason for that is um, vinyl manufacturing. Has yeah, of gone course, everything got postponed, of course. Of yeah. Course. But 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 you said the fucking uh, both bands kind of shared tunes and personnel and so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the same package in a, in a weird kind of way. Yeah, you're just worry. expressing yourself a little different. It's from another point in time, right? Ten years. Separated. It's it's fun. It's strange, isn't it? When you actually you come back, I I had not listened to that album probably since 2010, 2011. It was the last time I listened to it on. Probably listened to it for the first time maybe two, three weeks ago, okay. and it's it's definitely of it's got a vibe to it. You know what I mean? That's it's, great. It's de- definitely a vibe, and it's it's a fond memory. So it's it's nice to to revisit it. I yeah. don't know about playing the songs again, like but <laughs> yeah, but way in a way, records are documents. You know, it's kind of yeah, kind of very happening. Now, now, what about with this other band you got, uh, Superfast Girly Show? What, what's the status on that? Well, Superfast has been in a bit of a hiatus for a little while, and maybe three years, is it? And you know what's really strange? Pasha um, got his own studios. He set up a rehearsal pad, so we had little um, small recording studios. And and since we've built it, we haven't played as a band once. What the, what the fuck's that about, man? <laughs> How does that even happen? And he's keep, he keeps threatening. I even, I'm going to shame him into doing it. I give him a computer. I give him a Mac with Logic. He got a little interface. We got speakers. Set it all up in a little room, and he hasn't done one thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but at least you got the tools. <laughs> it's just got to work. Well, he's, when he's ready, when, when he's, he's ready, ready right. he's going to get back. Mister Wells, will, right? you know. To be to be fair, I've put a, I've been. Digging out a few videos and you know sending them over to him, going, "Remember, this was this was good, right, you know, right. coaxing this, him, this coaxing him. <laughs> Well, like so Mr. Well said, day, no but... wine before it's time, right? Exactly. I can't yeah. wait, and I love everything you're doing. I can't wait, can't wait. It's been a big honor to have you on. When you do get some more super fat, and in fact, when the space record comes out, you and Tommy should come on the show, and we can Definitely interrogate him. <laughs> You know what? Tom lives out in the sticks in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's Actually, what, not that's, far, that's not far what Skype, Chester. But that's what Skype's for. Well, not not at his place, mate. Honestly, <laughs> he can't get. He's got no signal. It's like okay. the third world, really. Is. <laughs> okay, okay. He has to. He has to have his phone. Then you're gonna have to air. speak for him. But I want to go over and play every space song and talk about it. Okay. Well, what we'll do is um, lockdown will be over, so I'll bring him to mine. And we'll sit here and we'll do it as we're doing it now. And beautiful, beautiful. Because you'll, you'll have a laugh with Tom. He's, he's a good man. He's fun. Hey, big love you, brother Phil. People, it's been March 8th.
2021 edition of Watt Peter Show. Keep your powder dry.